Hello and welcome to episode 101 on the Everyday Joy podcast. I'm your host, Joy Ravella. Hey, the Everyday Joy Facebook group has launched. It launched yesterday for the 100th episode and already so many member requests coming through. I'm so excited about this group. We've got a great conversation going on about healing words off the back of yesterday's application. And I really know that if you love the podcast and you want to dive deeper, connect in with other incredible community members, you will love being a part of this Facebook group. The link is in the description below. So go ahead and hit request membership. And I'd love to connect with you over on the Facebook page. Now, as we get into today's Bible verse, I really just want to stop and commend Jen, who shared super vulnerably about her brother during this episode. And we, you know, every now and then we have different kinds of episodes. We have the kinds of episodes that we all can relate to. But I think today's one falls into the unique category where for you listening, chances are you will not have the same experience Jen has. However, I think it's so crucial that in order for us to live out today's scripture, we lean in and listen to what she has to say. Because sometimes if we don't know what's going on, if we don't know how people are really feeling, if we don't know what the struggle is when you are the vulnerable in society, it is very hard to be Jesus's hands and feet in that space. So go ahead, uh, really lean into today's episode. I'm really looking forward to the application part, especially at the end. Right now, though, let's get into today's Bible verse. James chapter 1, verse 27, the CEB version. True devotions, the kind that is pure and faultless before God is this to care for orphans and widows in their difficulties and keep the world from contaminating us. I've got Jen once again here in studio with me. Uh, I love this verse. Um, it's, It's one that I know that really rings true for you, especially when we talk about the most vulnerable in our society. Uh, you have shared in one of your earlier episodes about your brother Cam. Yeah. Um, he's uh, quite severely autistic and has to have a carer. And I know you're going to go into that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, but first of all, what are your first impressions of this verse? Yeah, I actually think this verse is a very amazing summary of Jesus. Like he cared for our society's most helpless and he didn't allow the world to distract him. Like it's a good practical reminder of showing love by doing good deeds Mm, Jesus was our ultimate saviour yeah and he really did love and care the least of those like the people the world would be like why are you wasting your precious time having dinner with this person and Jesus was like no I see value in everyone and he was very particular about making sure people knew (laughs) that he cared (laughs) that he cared about everyone even the children and you know um, just a little segue uh, in most societies back in those days children were considered like a commodity just like cattle and and everything Mm. so usually in those days and this is something that I read ages ago like when someone would say, oh, tell me about like, what do you own? What do you do? They would start off by saying, this is the land I own. They would start off by saying, uh, this is the land that I own. Then they'd list off their property, with starting with animals. Then they'd list off their number of wives. And then they'd mention the number of sons they have. Wow. And they wouldn't mention daughters. 
And so you can see that children are so far down the list. And there's this beautiful picture of Jesus stopping and spending time with the children. And I think that that is just so beautiful because when you're a child, like you don't have much to give. Yeah. You don't really get many political points by hanging out with kids. They can't vote for you. (laughs) (laughs) True. That's very true. Uh, But it means so much to the mums, to the parents. It shows the heart. And like I said, we'll get to that a little later. Mm -hmm. What does this verse tell you about who God is or what matters to him? I think I answered a bit of that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, God is loving and he... Um, is a mercy God as well. Like he doesn't just care and love the able. He loves and cares for the disabled. And he values a giving and non-judgmental heart. So in this verse, James speaks about the widows and the orphans because they were society's most helpless. God wants us to care for them too. Mm, yeah. So how has this verse come alive in your world, mm-hmm. um, especially in terms of your brother? Yeah. So when I read this verse, my first thought went to Cam, my brother. He's, so he's low-functioning, autistic, 26 years old. So when I say he's low-functioning, it means he has difficulties in talking and communicating to us. Um, and he's got very challenging behavior. He will yell, he will scream, and he also suffers from seizures. Now, in saying this, that he suffers from seizures, last week, Cam had a seizure. I just happened to be at home on a Monday. I usually work at the office on Mondays, but he had a seizure. My mum wasn't home. It was just me and my husband. And I remember hearing the banging and I ran to him and he happened to have a seizure while on the toilet in hmm. small space. And he's this big boy. And I remember just holding him as he had this seizure and we had to carry him into his bed for him to rest. And this is the level of care he needs. And like I said, he's huge. This kid is just double my size. He just eats a lot. He loves food. So a great thing about the family, we always eat food. <laughs> um, and when I read this verse, it just really gave me comfort to know that God loves him as well, that God loves Cam. Um, God's not obligated to love every, everyone. He just chooses to and because he made us. And someone who in our lives shows the same type of love for my brother is my sister-in-law who's married to my other brother Kelvin and she's always always out of her way cares for him like make sure that he's comfortable make sure he has a seat at the table he's got all his utensils his plate all ready to go to make sure that he is also fed and he's also included in the family and she's married into the family she's not obligated to do that but she includes him. Um, it's such a beautiful. She's such a beautiful example. The care that she has for Cam can be five or ten minutes. But even that five and ten minutes, it's such a huge difference in our lives. Um, I really feel for my mum. I really feel for my dad and us, because as a sister, it's so hard watching him have seizures. It's so hard seeing him be sick and not understanding that he's sick or unwell it's so hard seeing him be frustrated and just scream and not be able to verbally tell us 
sometimes I wish he wasn't autistic. And that's so huge for me to say. Actually, I don't think I've ever said that out loud. Because it's hard. It's hard for the family. Because carers sacrifice. They sacrifice their future. They sacrifice their present. And their past is just examples of sacrifice. Mm. So I guess for you, as someone who's just very openly and vulnerably shared an innermost thought, thank you for that. Um, So it must mean a lot when someone does care, when someone does show that kindness, when someone does reach out and give a helping hand and treats your brother with Mm. kindness and respect and dignity. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel happy that he's included, that he's seen as a another human being. It just really sucks that I have to think like that. Mm. It really hurts that I'm scared for his future. But it's our reality. Mm. Because he doesn't have the same future as I would. He may n- he may never meet his soulmate. He may never get married. And when I see someone interact with him that's outside the family, that's not born into our family, it gives me a bit of hope that he can be accepted in society. And if we as a society all, in some small, tiny way, Mm. just ease that burden a little bit, care for someone who's vulnerable... Uh, reach out, call someone, if we all on a societal level just take that one extra step forward, Mm. um, it could change everything. And I think we are moving towards that society. I'd like to think we are, but I think change often begins with a decision. With you maybe Mm -hmm. listening now, maybe you've really been in touch with what Jen's had to share. And um, today could be the day that you help that person. You make that phone call. You sign up to do that thing. Because I think when we all do a little bit together, we live out this scripture. True devotion, the kind that is pure and faultless before God, is this. To care for orphans and widows in their difficulties and to keep the world from contaminating us. I don't know about you, but... Today's episode broke my heart. It really made me both feel uh, very grateful for the life that I have, the health that I have, um, but it also really made me realize the silent battle that carers face, um, siblings of those who are vulnerable, parents and caregivers who wonder um, how this person is going to survive and thrive in a world that seems to bulldoze people like Cam uh, right over 
but I also saw a spark of hope. You know, when Jen said at the end, when she was talking about her sister-in-law, the joy and the hope it instilled in her to know that there was someone who wasn't a blood relation willing to care for her brother. And I think that's a space that we all can step into today. Maybe that looks like sending a message to someone who is a carer, someone who's looking after someone who is very vulnerable and reaching out to them and saying, hey, I hope you're doing all right. What can I do for you? Maybe you can really step into the scripture, reach out to someone who is a widow or a widower. Just say that you love them, that you're thinking of them. Grief of that kind is so incredibly private and painful. And so you never know what your message and what your uh, action of reaching out can do for that person in that space. Maybe there's someone in your world who feels orphaned. Maybe they've been cut off from the ones that they love geographically, emotionally. Uh, Maybe they've lost a relationship of some kind and they are feeling really alone and abandoned. Could you reach out to them? And for you listening, you are the vulnerable perhaps. You are that widow. You are that orphan. I hope you know that there is a God who so loves and cares for you that even before you were born, this scripture existed, that this value of looking after you mattered. And I know that the world may let you down, but God never will. I hope that today you can press into him and know that in him, you will find that joy, you will find that peace, and you will find the strength to keep going. Well, that wraps up today's episode on the Everyday Joy podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and connect with everyone else who loves the podcast over on the Facebook group. The link is in the description box below. But also, if you want to send through a personal email through to me, maybe telling me about an episode that really impacted you or something you'd like to hear more of, I'm always open to feedback. The email address is also in the inbox below. I'm really looking forward to tomorrow's episode with Jen. It's going to be so incredibly enriching. Catch up with you then.